This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Okay, we're going to talk about drinking and driving right now because at this time of year in particular, I think it becomes even more of an issue. Lots of holiday parties going on, people stopping off at more events and gatherings. And so there is a real uh, step up when it comes to enforcement, I think, in the month of December. And if you're one of those people who thinks, listen, we are not doing enough to get impaired drivers off the road, this story is definitely for you because in the province of Quebec, they are really cracking down on people who drive drunk. For more on this, we're joined now by our contributor, Claire Allen. Hi, Claire. Hey, Simi. This is some harsh stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I was reading when I was looking for some comparable stats. ICBC used to say that we had the toughest impaired driving legislation in the in the country. I've heard that repeatedly. Yes. But I think, well, I'm pretty sure we have just been trumped by the province of Quebec. So it was announced that starting today, motorists in Quebec convicted of drunk driving twice within 10 years will have to blow into a breathalyzer every time they attempt to start their car for the rest of their lives. Forever? Forever. So if you have two impaired driving convictions in a span of 10 years... You're forever an impaired driver. You're forever going to have to use this breathalyzer to start your car. You'll have an interlock device installed in your car that you'll have to use for the rest of your driving life. How how big of a problem is this in Quebec? Well, that's what I was wondering. So uh, Quebec's Ministry of Transport says that um, from 2013 to 2017, alcohol-related crashes killed an average of 100 people annually. And that's on top of approximately 220 serious injuries and 1,800 minor injuries. Hmm. So, I mean, it's it's an... Actually, it's a very comparable problem here. We have about 68 deaths uh, due to drunk driving. So, I mean, it's, it's higher. Well, they have more people yeah, in Quebec as well. Exactly. Problems, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so obviously they're really cracking down on it. This uh, Mad Canada said that this is now that Quebec is the province that has the toughest penalties now for impaired driving. And so I was wondering about, you know, our own driving, uh, impaired driving yeah. laws here. So who do I turn to? For- uh, let me guess. Let me guess. <laughs> There's one person who specializes yes, in all this. Yes, exactly. So I, I called up Paul Doroshenko of Acumen Law, and I just wanted to learn a little bit more about our current uh, impaired driving laws here in BC. Right now, as it stands, uh, if it's your first um, time and it's not an accident and the police use a roadside breath tester, in all likelihood, the punishment, uh, if a person provides a fail uh, reading on a roadside breath tester on an approved screening device, is a 90-day driving prohibition, 30-day um, vehicle impound. There's a fine, license reinstatement fee, driver risk premium, whatever insurance consequences. And, of course, the driver pays for the towing and storage of their vehicle for that 30-day impound period. So, you know, adds up to several thousand dollars and... Uh, and the 90-day driving prohibition. That's under BC law. If you provide a sample, a breath sample, to an approved instrument, in other words, you're detained and taken back to a detachment, uh, or you refuse a lawful breath sample and the police decide to charge you with a criminal code offense, then uh, you're looking at fines uh, on a first offense of a couple thousand dollars, minimum one-year driving prohibition. 
um, at the end of that uh, period, uh, in all likelihood, depending on your driving record of, um, of an interlock in your vehicle, where you pay for that, of course, as well. And a course that you have to take in both circumstances, the Responsible Driver Program, uh, which is a minimum $930. It's a privately uh, offered course, but it's a sole source provider uh, that is um, awarded by the government uh, by a company called Stro Healthcare. So it's a minimum one day, $930 for one day, of course. Okay, that sounds expensive, essentially. Yeah. So if you get caught impaired driving in this province, it is going to cost you big time. Yeah, there's all the uh, court, like going to court, all that kind of stuff, the fines, and that course that he just spoke about, that's almost $1,000 for a one-day course, so very expensive. So, you know, as we discussed earlier, what this um, this is really about is that Quebec's now saying that if you're convicted of drunk driving twice in 10 years, you're going to have an interlock device installed into your car that you'll have to breathe into every time you start your car for the rest of your life. I don't know much about interlock devices. Well, let me clarify. I didn't know much before I you spoke learned, to though. You Paul Doroshenko. And I wanted to know about how inter, what sort of the, what, how, do, how are interlock devices used in this province to deter drunk driving? And here's what um, Doroshenko had to tell me. Well, the government has uh, something, called the, uh, something they call the mandatory criteria matrix. Uh, it's great that they come up with these fantastic, exciting names, but um, they uh, issue uh, points similar to demerit points, but they're basically only with respect to uh, impaired driving or uh, like impaired by alcohol or drugs or, uh, or impaired driving just by alcohol. Uh, and if you accumulate uh, enough of these points, and it's not much, then you end up with an interlock for a minimum of six months. Uh, and then you can end up with an uh, uh, order that compels you to have an interlock for several years. And, of course, you can only drive that vehicle that's got an interlock in it. You can't, drive, you, you know, you can't rent a car. You can't rent a truck. You can't drive a, a piece of farm equipment. You can't drive a piece of construction equipment if it's anywhere on uh, anything close to being a road or highway. Okay, that obviously sounds problematic for people mm-hmm. who would have that device. Yes, and if you have two vehicles, you have to install them into both vehicles, and it's actually really expensive. When I was speaking to Paul Doroshenko about this, I was under the impression that you install the interlock device into your car. It's a one-time fee, right? Like, just for installation. Um, I was wrong. It is about <laughs> it's about th- under $3,000 a year because it includes monitoring and, and uh, sort of stuff that goes along with that. If it if there's a failure, they have Wait to a minute. fix so it. If it's $3,000 a year yeah. to have that interlock device, that means these people in Quebec are going to be paying that every yes. year for the rest of their lives. Definitely. So if you're 10 more years, 30 grand, 20 years, 60 grand. So it's, it's really expensive. And uh, You know what's a lot cheaper? Not drinking and well, driving. Well, arguably, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I, that was something that came up uh, when I spoke to Paul Doroshenko about you know, his thoughts about this legislation yeah. because he's challenged our own impaired driving laws here in BC. Many so times. I just wanted to know, what do you think about what's going on in Quebec? Here's what he said. Every province has their different way of approaching it, and they always say that the intent is deterrent. Uh, and I've never found that the potential punishment has been a significant deterrent. Their concern, as they lay it out, is is repeat offenders, so second and third time uh, impaired drivers. That's understandably a concern. It's not that many people, in my experience. Uh, most people are not recidivists once they've had their... Uh, one time that they faced a judge, they uh, never want to be back in that circumstance again, and that uh, searing pain of going to court is uh, often a deterrent. But um, their concern is the is the second timers, and what they've come up with is, is lifetime 
interlock uh, if it's your second conviction. You can apply to get rid of it after 10 years, but uh, that's pretty extreme. Um, you know, 10 years with an interlock, you're probably looking at about $30,000 of interlock expense, right? Uh, and is it necessary? Again, you can't drive a rental car, you can't rent a truck, you can't operate a piece of equipment. Um, you know, a riding lawnmower could put you in trouble. Uh, 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 can't drive a motorcycle because you can't put an interlock on a motorcycle. So there's all of these things, and of course, you, you know, if you if you have two vehicles, uh, you have to have an interlock in both vehicles if you if you wish to drive it. So you know, this could be a, a huge expense to people, and it's really like it, it's. I, I don't know that once it's out there and people start to see it on the ground that they're going to have the same sort of level of support for it. That's Paul Doroshenko from Acumen Law talking about Quebec's uh, impaired driving legislation. Interesting. He says that he doesn't really think that deterrent is a big thing that works. I I would kind of disagree with him because, I mean, just hearing that Quebec legislation, that would scare me. The price tag attached to having an interlock (laughs) device installed in your car is huge. And I do think that 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 idea of that that severe of a punishment uh, would deter me from, I mean, I, I also agree with him. When he said about education, like I think that idea of paying thirty thousand dollars for ten years of an interlock device in your car would deter me from ever thinking about driving while under the influence. But also, he is right that we have seen that education has really worked in certain areas. Like it's not enough. We've been doing this for forty years now, like yeah. hammering impaired driving, hammering it, and yet obviously not enough because people still do it. But I do think that people in my because I'm in my thirties, and you know when I was uh, in high school, we had a lot of information around. Uh, drunk driving and also uh, speed, like racing. And that was a big deal when I was in high school, people that were racing on the highways and stuff. Hmm. And so I do think that, you know, people, I do see people my age totally, they're against drunk driving completely. So I do think education has really helped. But yeah, slapping a big fine and also the embarrassment of having to get into your car and blow into an interlock For the device. rest of your life. Yeah, I do think it is a deterrent for sure. Um, I would love to know what our listeners think because currently, as I mentioned earlier, 68 people die every year in crashes involving impaired driving. So I was wondering if, if we would support know. something like what they're doing in Quebec here, having repeat offenders have to blow into an interlock device installed in their vehicles in order to start that vehicle for the rest of their life. Well, Claire asked. Let's find out. Uh, give us a call, 604-280-9898. Thank you very much, Claire. Would, do you support the idea of BC cracking down as hard as Quebec is on impaired drivers?